cattle prices gained last week, while feeder cattle held their own and then some amid heightened commodity price volatility. Coming up on your weekly calf news price point presented by Cattle Currents Wes Ishmael. Hello and welcome to your weekly calf news price point for June 22nd, sponsored by Calf News. I'm Wes Ishmael. Despite the expected and significant decline in wholesale beef prices, as well as extreme volatility across many commodity markets last week, negotiated cash fed cattle prices gained two to three dollars on a live basis in the Southern Plains at $122 a hundredweight and three to four dollars in the north at 124. Dress prices were four to five dollars higher at 195 dollars. The five area direct average steer price was two dollars and 81 cents higher on a live basis at 122 dollars and 84 cents. The average steer price in the beef was five dollars and 18 cents higher at 195.87. The tide may be turning in the favor of cattle feeders as the quantity of market-ready fats tightens, said Andrew P. Griffith, agricultural economist at the University of Tennessee, in his late-week market comment. He pointed out the higher price level of the August live cattle contract compared to June suggests added strength, which would be atypical for this time of year. Although contra-seasonal, he says the current price pattern does seem to be following market fundamentals. In the June World Agricultural Supply and Demand Estimates, USDA's Economic Research Service forecast the annual average five-area direct fed steer price at $117 a hundredweight. Average prices are projected at $120 in the second quarter, $115 in the third quarter, and $120 in the fourth quarter. Next year's forecast annual average price is $121.50. Other than $1.60 higher in waning spot June, though, live cattle futures close an average of $0.71 cents lower week-to-week on Monday, feeling some pressure from continued abundant supplies amid the declining wholesale prices. Choice box beef cutout value is $14.27 lower week-to-week on Monday at $321.20 a hundredweight. Select was $21.95 lower at 281.46. Of course, those prices are still extraordinarily high as the market continues to adjust from supply chain disruptions. Said another way, both domestic and international demand for U.S. beef appears strong. As mentioned at the outset, this week's price point comes to you courtesy of CAF News. Since 1964, CAF News has provided in-depth coverage of industry events and issues, along with market insight, management advice, and a celebration of cattle business people. Be sure to check out the latest issue at calfnews.net. It includes everything from a look at consumer beef perceptions to a look at the innovative beef marketing group, as well as a dive into Greeley Hatworks. Feeder cattle futures gained last week, helped along by the downward, albeit volatile, trend in corn futures prices. Corn futures closed an average of 24.7 cents lower 
through the front five new crop contracts week to week on Monday. As for soybean futures, they closed an average of 70.5 cents lower through the front six contracts week to week. There were some hard turns getting to those grain futures prices, however, as crop-friendly weather weighed on prices, along with last week's announcement from the Federal Reserve that inflation suggested the likelihood of raising interest rates sooner than expected. Then, for good measure, reports out of China suggested that nation was ordering state-run companies to limit exposure in foreign agricultural commodity markets. Anyway, feeder cattle futures closed an average of a dollar and two cents higher week to week on Monday, from fifty cents higher at the front to a dollar ninety-seven higher at the back. The CME feeder cattle index was four dollars and ninety-seven cents higher week to week on Friday at one hundred and forty-four dollars and fifty-eight cents. That's right at ten dollars higher over the last two weeks. Cash prices were steady to stronger too with steers and heifers selling steady to $5 a hundredweight higher nationwide with most of the gain in the north central region, according to the Agricultural Marketing Service. AMS analysts noted that order buyers were willing to take on early wean calves or yearlings off short grass in the drought-stricken areas up north. As optimistic as futures prices are regarding feeder cattle for the next 12 months, Griffith cautions, Volatility will likely maintain a firm grip on the market for the next several months as grain prices find their way and as the drought continues to unfold. For the week ending June 20th, 32% of the nation's pasture range was in good or excellent condition, according to the weekly USDA Crop Progress Report. At the same time last year, 43% was in good or excellent condition. On the other end of the scale, 39% of pasture range is in poor or very poor condition compared to 25% a year earlier. There's little question more cows are headed to town than last year given elevated beef cow slaughter, but it's also likely too early to tell how much of a bite that liquidation will take out of the beef cow inventory by the time the new year begins. In the latest livestock, dairy, and poultry outlook, USDA's Economic Research Service projects the annual average feeder steer price basis Oklahoma City at $139.33 a hundredweight this year. Average prices are forecast at $139 in the second quarter, $141 in the third quarter, and at $143 in the fourth quarter. ERS pegs the average annual price for next year at $144.25. Remember, you can get free daily market highlights and comments in the Cattle Current podcast, available at www.cattlecurrent.com. Finally this week, USDA announced Monday $55.2 million in competitive grant funding available through the new Meat and Poultry Inspection Readiness Grant Program. U.S. Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack explained We are building capacity and increasing economic opportunity for small and mid-sized meat and poultry processors and producers across the country. Through the program, he says meat and poultry slaughter and processing facilities can cover the costs for necessary improvements to achieve a federal grant of inspection under the Federal Meat Inspection Act or the Poultry Products Inspection Act 
or to operate under a state's cooperative interstate shipment program. According to Ethan Lane, Vice President of Government Affairs for the National Catalans Beef Association, the choke point created by a lack of processing capacity is directly harming our producers and their ability to capture higher value for their product. NCBA has been engaging aggressively on this issue and we're gratified to see the funds we fought to secure in December now going toward a top priority need in our industry. He explains that NCBA leadership spoke directly with Secretary Vilsack about the need for more capacity in local and regional facilities, and we've been encouraged by the Secretary's attention to this problem. This grant money will help ensure that we're not just making big plants bigger, but we're actually expanding capacity in smaller independent facilities that our producers need as well. And that's your CAF News Price Point for June 22nd. This is Wes Ishmael. Thanks for listening.